Welcome to Monday Mobile Podcast, Episode 1, our very first episode. I'm your host, Mark Wu. Alongside with me are my co-hosts, David Milne and Charles Barker. How are you guys doing? Doing good. So uh, how about we introduce ourselves since this is our very first podcast? Uh, we could start with you, David. Okay. Uh, my name is David Milne. I'm a uh, level designer at Hothead Games here in Vancouver. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I've got I've been in the industry for about, I guess, three, maybe four years now. So I'm still pretty, pretty new to it. But I've been working in mobile games the whole time. So yeah, awesome. Charles Barker, who are you? <laughs> who am I? And what am I doing here? Um, I'm a game designer. I'm a product manager. I've uh, been in the industry for around 14, 15 years. Uh, mobile games industry for around five. I worked for Electronic Arts on Burnouts and Need for Speed titles for a long time, moving over to Vancouver, Canada, and uh, I worked at Eastside Games on the Potfarm franchise, and I'm currently a lead game designer for Blue Black Games, which uh, make a social casino app called Green Tupler. Now, for those who don't know Potfarm, they're made by the folks over at Eastside Games. Uh, Most well-known title, I would say, is their uh, Trailer Park Boys game on mobile devices yes yes that is the big the big hit that they have that uh, i contributed a little bit design to but uh, i can't say that i was fully on that team uh, pop farm is also where our illustrious uh, 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 narrator mark got his first design chops <laughs> yes so uh i am five years in the mobile games industry uh free to play starting with pop farm on facebook with charles and then uh, I am now currently a game designer on uh, Hothead Games in Vancouver, alongside David. Uh, we all worked at Eastside Games, though. Yeah, we actually, we all worked on Pop Farm. Yes. All right. Well, this weekly podcast will be on everything mobile gaming, free-to-play gaming, and even some in-depth looks into aspects of mobile game design. Yeah, some, sometimes it's, it's interesting to see like what other podcasts are talking about. Mainly it's news and uh, other sort of tidbits from the, from the industry. But I think uh, for something like this, uh, for myself at least, I'd like to talk about uh, more in-depth design ideas and, uh, uh, and business logic behind some of the, uh, the more successful apps. Yeah, so we can start with the mobile gaming news of the week. We'll start with me. I brought to the table was Blade Runner 2049 is a mobile game open beta currently on Android in some countries. Unfortunately, I do not think Canada is one of them. That's a that's a hard game license, man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, the the movie did critically amazing, but it didn't bring in the box office. Like, what do you think? What do you think the gameplay is going to be like? I mean, I'm looking at the screenshots now, and I'm like, okay, some kind of all oh, right group group RPG, more, most likely. But some of the characters in in the game look incredibly different from the film, anyway. So, I'm guessing they're basing it more on Blade Runner, not Blade Runner 2049. It says in this Pocket Gamer article about Blade Runner 2049, the mobile game that uh, think Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. But a bit more noir and a bit less Wookiee. Whatever that's (laughs) going to mean. I mean, they're showing a screenshot here, and I'm seeing a bunch of characters that don't 
I mean, they don't really look that different from each other. They're all wearing coats with popped collars. I guess, you know, they got kind of a beefy dude and kind of a medium-sized dude and two girls in bikinis holding swords. Uh, like, swords never really struck me as a Blade Runner-y thing. I guess, like, I guess it doesn't really matter. You have to give them melee weapons of some kind, but... And what's the monetization here, like... Are you gonna try to pull for Gotcha to get like Ryan Gosling's character? Because there wasn't a lot of like, you know, personable characters in that movie. <laughs> yeah, like come on, I need a sweet J. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like Gal- Galaxy of Heroes, I think is doing incredibly well for EA, but I mean that's because how many different heroes and named characters are there in Star Wars? Like you're trying to collect this wide library of all the characters from the comics and the books and the other games and TV shows and movies and stuff. Whereas this, I mean, I'm looking at a screen, you know, in any screenshot you see a galaxy of heroes, they have like Darth Vader and Kylo Ren and the emperor fighting Han and Luke and Obi-Wan and, you know, Ahsoka or whatever. And in this screenshot I'm seeing, it's just a bunch of people in coats in a rainy kind of Neo Tokyo kind of scene. Like, why do I want any of these characters? Yeah, that's the main thing with these kind of collection mechanics. It's it really is like you kind of you, there could be a mechanical reason to want them, but it's not as powerful as as looking and lusting after you know something that you you can't attain, like a Obi Wan Kenobi or like a, a Yoda or something like that, or a different skin for your Yoda or all these kind of things that you're already like bought into. And yeah, like you're right, David. It's like I'm looking at the the girl with the katana. I'm like. Do, do I care? Like, maybe there's a specific mechanical reason why you want her for a certain mode. That, that would be enough, but... Uh, again, the, the IP, it's really brutal. It, it's really just a dour, you know... Uh, 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 let me just stop for a sec. It's a very dour and kind of depressing movie that I wouldn't want to try and make a video game about. Like, even if it weren't like a mobile game that was trying to make money, a straight triple A, I don't know, alternative storyline in the same universe would be what I would do with it. Like I wouldn't make a try and make a mobile money spinner out of it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, the more I look at this screenshot, the more I'm less excited about it. So thank you very much, guys. <laughs> Were you excited about this? I mean, I love the movie. <laughs> I love the movie very, very much. I, lo- I mean, I love the movie, too, but, I mean, what was the last... Like, wasn't the last big Blade Runner game... Wasn't it just, like, a point-and-click adventure? Like, a Sierra game point-and-click adventure game from, like, 20 years ago? Which kind of yeah, made sense, yeah, because you were a detect- you were a detective in the game, and you- that's what you... It-, it fit with the theme of the movie. The mechanics fit that. Nothing mm-hmm. about, you know, collecting your A-team squad of heroes and battling it out alley-to-alley... And reminds me of Blade Runner. It makes about as much sense as the Iron Maiden MOBA. An Iron Maiden MOBA? Well, sorry, it's not a MOBA, but like the Iron Maiden Heroes Charge clone. That uh, 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 that game company in Vancouver made. That uh, someone's oh, someone's right. someone's advertising it now. So someone bought them, but uh, it was a game studio that closed down last year. Uh, I can't remember his name, but. Um, yeah, no, maybe. that was like two years ago. Was now. it two years that ago? Was... Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a while ago. I was still at Eastside when when that happened. 
Yeah, they made like I guess someone on their product team was like, I love Iron Maiden, and made the deal with Iron Maiden's <laughs> marketing department, and you know went on a whole two year spree of making the game and trying to release it. It's bizarre, mm. but you know, it's 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 the same as that for me. It's like, yeah, you can reproduce the mechanics of Heroes Charged and Star Wars uh, and all those kind of they're all they're all following basically Heroes Charged as far as I can see. They're all basically the same uh, core loop but with extra bells and whistles added on. And yeah, I just don't think if the IP doesn't fit, why bother? I mean, they're going to get some day one installs for sure. Like the name, the name will get some people in the door. But I, I'd, I'd like to see what's happening, you know, day 30 kind of a thing. Like if anything in the game is actually... Because the, you know, it's a big name. Like you just, just the article titled like, Blade Runner 2049 is going to make a game on Android. That'll get people clicking on a link, right? So I, I, I would, I'd be interested to see if, like, once it comes out, do they actually have anything that'll keep me in the game that's that's that intriguing enough? What I'm seeing right now, I'm, I'm thinking no, but yeah, you never know, maybe. That's the thing. It's like, you know, for that key demographic, it's probably males 25 to, to 45, and they're all sci-fi nerds. So anyone who plays Star Wars will probably play this. But I, you know, again, it didn't release with the movie, which is Strike One, and Strike Two is it's like it's got to catch up with Star Wars. Uh, I don't know. Like Star Wars has a lot of features on it, and it's been you know moving from strength to strength, and like trying to catch up at this point is you've got a really good value proposition to make people switch and, or play two games at the same time it's it's a really hard thing to do but uh, you know they've made good XCOM games this is Next Games who's making Blade Runner so maybe yeah I was just about to ask well. who made it they got Walking Dead as well yeah is that also a Heroes Charge or or there's a lot of Walking Dead titles I don't know which yeah. one these guys made I think it's the okay. XCOM style Walking Dead one cause, oh okay uh, yeah, the other the other studio, uh, the Gree studio, did the the kind of crappier Walking Dead version. Hmm. Okay. All right. So, uh, David, what do you have for us for mobile gaming news? It's 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 more of a it's less news and more of a rumor, but it's kind of interesting regardless. It uh, looks like Fortnite, which is not currently on Android, it's only on iOS. And has been doing kind of insane on iOS, obviously, because Fortnite is just the thing right now in all kinds of gaming. But it's going to come to Android, but apparently the rumor is, based on a series of images and stuff that people have found, that, and I stress this again, this is a rumor, not like confirmed, but it looks like the, Fortnite will not be downloaded through the Google Play Store and is going to be exclusive for the Galaxy Note 9. Which I just think is interesting. I, I don't know. I like I can't think of another instance where a game or app has not been like like not been downloaded from the Google Play Store. Like does that mean that they won't have to give, you know, like 30% or whatever it is to Android for having that on? You know, like it it's kind of just an interesting change i guess from every other game that's had to release on android i don't know well apparently some gaming apps do this really yeah i mean the really obscure ones i guess there hasn't been a high profile game 
that has done this, but apparently the technology is there. Google allows you to do this. So if they are doing it, it could be plausible. If any game had the pull to do it at this point, it would be Fortnite. That's what I was thinking. It would just be crazy for anyone else to do this, but if you're Fortnite right now and you tell people to go to a random website and download a fucking jar file or something and get people to install it onto their their Androids, it it might work. Plus you do, you you bypass Google's 30%. You also bypass the charts and and a lot of other viral marketing stuff and yeah, but like who cares, it's Fortnite. So maybe, maybe like whoever's in, I mean, it'd be crazy if they just did it for a Galaxy Note 9 or whatever, that would be insane. Yeah, that, that part is the really crazy thing to me here, as it launching as an exclusive for a specific phone. That's why it smells like a bit of a strange rumor to me. It would be, you know, I, I don't know how much they would really gain, gain by doing it that much. Like, you know, you, yeah, it makes sense from a kind of technical point of view, but from a customer logistics point of view, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, unless you really are money grubbing and you really want to get rid of that 30% overlay, but you know, I guess that's not money grubbing, that's good business, but yeah, it would be, it'd be interesting. So for the exclusivity uh, to Galaxy Note 9, another website says that it will be a 30 day exclusive mm. and that users that have the Galaxy Note 9 will get 100 to 150 dollars worth of V-Bucks which is their in-game currency to use. Which is pretty cool. I mean, Samsung must be paying them a crap so ton of money. So much money. But, so, about the Google Play Store circumvention, I, th- I personally think it's a load of, you know, horse crap. I, I don't, <laughs> like, sure, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna circumvent the 30% Google, you know, thing that they'll have to pay out. But, like, they're in all the platforms and sure all those other platforms don't have alternative means for people to download uh fortnite and play like on the pc fortnite's not on steam fortnite has their own epic launcher and that's totally fine but they're giving 30 percent to sony with the playstation they're giving 30 percent to nintendo giving 30 percent to xbox giving 30 percent to apple right so I, yeah. I, I don't see the benefit of them trying to circumvent here uh, when they could just easily be in that, you know, featured uh, role on the Google Play Store 24-7. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they make a killing just by being featured because some people might not have heard of Fortnite on their phone or something. You know, it's, yeah. it's a crazy thing to do. What I think it might be is that, you know, iOS, iOS is one thing, right? iOS has... I don't know how many, like say 11 or 12 different SKUs, which basically means 12 or 11 different handhelds or iPads or whatever, like 12 different devices that you can that you can buy, right? Android has like thousands. Like there's, you know, all different types of devices, all different sizes and shapes, all different operating systems, and it's just a, it's a, it's a nightmare, right? So I could see them doing you know, some kind of deal with Samsung to like test it out on all their devices in different ways and then sort of doing the same thing by just having a, a free online beta in all these different Androids and just 
bug gathering and trying to get the quality to the point where everyone can play on every Android device ever, that might make sense. But I, I still don't see why you wouldn't go through the Play Store to, to get it to people. And there's plenty of tools within the Play Store to help you do that, so it could be a technical reason that I haven't thought of makes them sort of want to exist outside the Play Store while they're not a legitimate app uh, to basically circumvent the uh, the limitations on soft launching in different countries or, you know, it could be a hundred different reasons why it's not the official app that's being soft launched. They just, they wait for all the bugs to be fixed on their, all the different Android devices, then do an official soft launch and then launch. It could be something like that, but again, I just don't buy it. Doesn't make sense. I, I can see that the Samsung Galaxy Note 9, like they have to spin it in a way to not cause other Android users to be incredibly, you know, mad or someone to take this in a negative aspect. Of, oh, like uh, we're seeing this kind of stuff in uh, console exclusivity, and now we're seeing it in the mobile space. So I think they'll probably spin it as like a closed beta exclusive to Galaxy Note 9 users or something along those lines because people can stomach at least that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a closed technical beta. If you want to join it, you have to go to this strange website and download a file and turn your phone to developer mode and and uh, you know, like upload crash analytics to to their to their service and all that kind of. Yeah, that makes way more sense. All right, so uh, Charles, what do you have for us for news? Uh, well, as I said, I, I've been in the social casino uh, space for about three months now, and uh, before that, I took a break. So I've, I'm sort of new, uh, newly coming back into the. Touch Arcade, Pocket Gamer, new sites, uh, you know, the morning routine of reading, but uh, I, I, as I said before, uh, you know, Fortnite is a big deal, and uh, I guess it's a big deal because that's all that people want to write about these days, apparently. So, um, yeah, I'm not at all that interested in Fortnite. I don't play it at all. It's probably the first major game that I haven't really tried yet. You haven't even tried it. No, I, I kind of saw the original version before it was Battle Royale and was like, yeah, I get it. I didn't really want to play it. And then when the Battle Royale kind of stuff happened, I was like, yeah, it's probably too late. <laughs> Technically, the PVE the PVE part is still there, still part of the game. Nobody talks about it, but that, you can yeah. play that if you want. Yeah, I, I might do. Uh, it's, it's more like, I mean, I, I wouldn't play those games on my phone either. You know, Twitch shooters on the phone is but is one thing, but like yeah, it's definitely not something I'm I'm super interested in. I'm more interested in uh, sort of strategy and uh, management tactics games at this point. The other thing I wanted to just briefly chat on is uh, Ryan Reynolds partnering with uh, Toon Blast to do a do a campaign with him, which I thought was really interesting because it's kind of similar to uh, we we're talking about before with Drake joining Ninja in Twitch to play Fortnite. You know, like, you know, it's the it's the sort of subtle rise of mobile gaming into the the common consciousness, which it already is. But now it's sort of rising to the to the level of celebrity endorsement. I'm already seeing this a little bit with YouTube um, influencer campaigns and stuff like that, where uh, you know something like Empire or Pop Farm would you know go to a random YouTube celebrity which I had never bloody heard of, but, you know, people watch their streams and stuff, and then they just casually mention or say that they're sponsored by Empire. 
and uh, yeah, that, that brings the clicks and uh, especially brings the very, very low cost per install, which is what all these games are trying to do, right? We're all trying to get below $2 cost per install. That's that's basically the, in the player installs the game. They come in, spend at least $2, and that gets us our advertising revenue back. And uh, yeah, but that, that number yeah, rises every yeah, it's day. Kind of, yeah, it's totally going to like, if it gets to like $5, then basically the game shuts down. <laughs> That's just the way it's going to work. So, you know, we're, we're going to see increasingly bigger and bigger deals for, for viral celebrities. Like Ryan Reynolds is, is totally viral, probably because of Deadpool and whatnot. He's, he's, he's known for doing, you know, little stunts and stuff. So it makes sense that he's kind of partnering with a fairly middle-of-the-road puzzle game. Like, that's the, kind of, that's the kind of interesting thing in my head. It's like, they don't really match. But, you know, it's interesting. Toon Blast has been an incredibly confusing game marketing for me because their logo is like a bear, but the Toon Blast part of it like sounds like some sort of Looney Tunes, you know, IP sort of thing. And then on the other hand, the actual gameplay is just matching color boxes together. And now they're throwing Ryan, Ryan Reynolds this, into the This mix. isn't Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, right? This is just Ryan Reynolds. No, this is straight okay. up Ryan Reynolds. So I'm just confused of what Toon Blast is, just <laughs> from, from looking in uh, from the outside. That game itself does not interest me whatsoever. But I did see a lot of Facebook ads with Ryan Reynolds recently on uh, Toon Blast. Oh, so he's already done them. What were they? What were they like? Like he's just Ryan Reynolds sitting on a couch, and then some sort of daughter figure comes in and says something, and then he replies in a witty manner about something else. Imagine just getting paid to be you sitting on a couch. All you have to do is be Ryan Reynolds. But that's the thing. It's like it, like the marketing is now getting so. I mean, the video ads space is so swamped, right? Like Machine Zone is spending, outspending everyone. It's it's really hard to get your video ads seen by people, I'm sure. And so instead of spending fifty grand today on you know a bunch of shit that won't probably work that well or be a really really high cost per install, why not just give it to Ryan Reynolds and it see if it works? It probably will. It'll probably give you quite a huge viral shake you know and it'll at least be interesting i downloaded tomb blast about a minute ago already on level two yeah you, it's not even a match three you literally just tap on colored squares you don't have to match anything at all like when they fall down you just have to click on the colors that happen to have matched up when they fall down and to round it off I'm looking at this article over here, just uh, written nine hours ago. It says Vainglory brings in over $50 million in lifetime revenue since it launched in 2014. $50 million. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. And 32% of that was from the United States. And the second largest market for it, can you guys take a guess? China. China. You guys are wrong. What? Yugoslavia. It's Korea. <laughs> Is it no, Korea? It's, no, it's not even Korea. Japan. Yes, it's Japan at 12%. <laughs> but that's surprising to me. 
Well, they were a purple cow, right? Like, they were the first MOBA on mobile. And their quality was undeniable. I don't think they were the first MOBA. Well... I think they were the first high-profile, like, high-quality MOBA. Alright, I don't know. I don't, rem- I don't remember any MOBAs coming out on mobile before Vainglory. I mean, they were effectively the first MOBA. They were the first MOBA I heard about. And I bet they were the first MOBA that a lot of people heard about. Okay, Mark. The one that you coded in your bedroom doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> they were the first MOBA to try to be, like, an official MOBA on the platform, I think. Because they came out... I remember the first first time I saw it was actually on the Apple conference press conference stage and they're one of the ones showing off apple's new metal technology Mm. and they're like hey check this game out and like you know the super evil megacore guy went up there and showed it off and you know it had such a great launch because of that because everyone that was getting the new iphone was gonna download vainglory and so yeah I, I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. It shows that, you know, you can make a decent profit from uh, investing in a MOBA, which is sort of rare these days, to, to create a MOBA and having it succeed a bit. Oh, I mean, Arena of Valor is doing very well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but you could you could argue that's because of just the insane amount of marketing dollars that Tencent has to spend on it. Yeah, that's true. They're just kind of the shadowy overlords of the mobile gaming industry, right? Because they they own Epic. Or they have shares in Epic as well, don't they? And PUBG. But I I thought they also... I thought they also had significant shares in Blue Note, which is the company that's doing PUBG as well. Yeah, so... Yes. Tencent is like the (laughs) Anheuser-Busch of the gaming industry. That name is Blue Note? Is it is it Blue Note? It's, Am I uh, wrong? it's Blue Hole, wasn't it? Blue Hole. I think Blue Hole is correct. Jesus, yeah. that's a strange name. Yeah. They they bought like X amount of percentage of the company for like fifty million dollar investment and then they're they already got the investment is like two billion dollars now. Yeah, that's crazy. After after PUBG blasted off. So Tencent's pretty happy with that investment. All right, that's it for this week in mobile gaming news. So for next episode, I was thinking we dive into my current daily driver game, Asphalt 9. What do you guys think? Sounds good to me. 1.59 gigabytes? Jesus. That's a big game. (laughs) Obviously, because you could tell from the 9 at the end of Asphalt, it's been a very long, ongoing series uh, made by the fine folks over at Gameloft. And every, you know, every Asphalt that comes out just looks better and better. And consequently, the download sizes get bigger and bigger. I was about to say, from these screenshots, most of that 1.5 or whatever it is gigs is just like really great normal and spec maps and shit it's it's fantastic how over the top the driving in this game is like it's not it's not gran turismo it's not it's not even uh what's the xbox exclusive oh forza 
it's more like super arcadey racing and like burnout yeah there is burnout moments you could actually like knock off and destroy other people's cars sold yeah uh, there's crazy ramps and over the top maps uh, my favorite map currently is a winter one where all of the cars actually start in those ski drops you know those uh things that clap down onto the ground and all the ski people go down the hill all the cars are on top of those oh, platforms okay. and then when the game starts uh the ski ramps go down and all the cars are racing down this snowy hill followed by an avalanche okay <laughs> so this is way different than i thought it would be i thought it was going to be csr racing and i was like no no, no. csr is just shifting it's just uh gear shifting basically right it's just drag racing this one is like pure like there's driving but i think you'll very you'll appreciate their new uh easy to drive control scheme where you literally just tap to where you want to go it actually works surprisingly well interesting okay yeah so uh next week we will be back at the same time and we will do a deconstruction on what makes asphalt 9 click we'll see you guys next time